Welcome to Almost Agreeable. Almost Agreeable. With your hosts, Chris Nellison and Ed Harris. Hang around and listen to opinions on sports, Sports. movies, Movies. music, music, and whatever else pops in our head. Welcome back to another episode of the Almost Agreeable Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Chris, and Ed will not be joining me today. Due to complications from the COVID pandemic, we are kind of taking a pause with our new episodes. So over the next couple weeks, you won't be hearing anything new as far as the entertainment episodes or sports for that matter, but we're going to be doing something a little bit different today. I'm going to go ahead and, and dive months, months back into our division predictions. If you can recall on those episodes, Ed and myself, whatever guest we happen to have on that episode, went ahead and made predictions about how the divisions were going to end up. And so what I'm doing today is I'm going to go ahead and throw those back into this episode and see how wrong we were. So sit back and enjoy this bonus episode of us maybe almost agreeing, but definitely being kind of dumb. So We're going to start with the NFC East, and back then we were calling it the NFC East, so that prediction is not far off. This year in 2020, we saw how terrible that division was. Now, this is one of our first five episodes that we did. Our technique wasn't really refined quite yet, so we don't actually go from a 4-3-2-1 format here. Yours truly, Chris, goes ahead and just throws out a prediction about who's going to take the division and well, let's let's see how that goes. This this year coming into the next season, I think Dallas takes it. I really do. With Mike McCarthy coming in, uh, you know, Dak playing in a system where is you know obviously we know that Mike McCarthy is a quarterback friendly coach. To oh yeah. Point. You know, once you with them for too long, I guess Aaron Rodgers got tired of them. Just but. yeah, they were not uh, cohesive anymore. Right. So that having been said, I think Dak needs to put up better numbers and make the playoffs to. You know, if he's trying to make this money, then fucking put up or shut up, dude. Yeah. For real. Just go out and do it. And I guess he hasn't been a little diva about it. No. We're just learning about it through reports so they didn't come to a deal. He's not coming out and being a little bitch, so I respect that. I respect that about Dak. But that having been said, dude, he needs to have a killer season. The same... I now know exactly how it feels because my quarterback is in the same boat for the Raiders. You control your own destiny, put up or shut up. Yeah. That's... It's simple. Yeah. Just fucking do it. Especially with the the, uh, talent... That Dak has around him. God, he's got some stellar pieces. So as you can see, um, not very close there at all. I think that come week 17, um, they had a chance to take the division and make the playoffs. They did not. This kind of goes back to what we were talking about with Dak. You know, unfortunately, he goes down in week five. He was putting up stellar numbers, even though that team was buns uh, through five weeks. But I'm pretty sure that that Dak was still the league-leading passing leader. Wow, that was redundant. Uh, the passing leader up until like week seven or eight still, and he hadn't played for three or four weeks. So Dak was putting up great numbers. I uh, hope they take care of him here in this offseason and he recovers from that injury. But uh, there you have it. We both thought that the Cowboys could take the division, and it couldn't be further from what actually happened. You know, Washington football team ends up taking it, and host a playoff game at seven and nine I think they were so 
third team, I think, to make the playoffs with a losing record. So next, we'll go ahead and jump into the AFC West. Now, I, uh, I, <laughs> I'm obviously very biased um, when it comes to this division for many reasons, right? My team plays in that division. Uh, I have a just a general hatred for the team in Kansas City, the team in Denver, and the team in L.A., but let's be real. They're still in San Diego in my mind. But listen as Ed and I discuss how we think that division was going to shake out before the season started. So I think we're in agreement with KC takes the division. I yeah. think I think depending – it sucks because I don't think anyone can compete with that, that roster. So it sucks to be in that division because I think the Raiders could could get to the playoffs. I think they could win a division if it wasn't for the KC being in their division. Because I think they're they, they're second in the division. That's that's non-debatable to me. I don't see the Chargers or the Denver throwing in to get um, second. Essentially, we're playing for second right now. I I see I see the Chargers giving you trouble for second. Okay. I I, I see that. I I can't put you at a clear cut like Casey's one. Las Vegas is two. Can't I I can't say that. I think the Raiders can get into a wild card slot. I could see it. I I I, I could see it, but. I don't know. The Chargers will just—they're—they're they're a question mark. So it—it's kind of like the Colts. We'll just have to see how they really come out and put everything together. But I think it's—it's it's a possibility. So right now, two and three for me: Chargers, Raiders. Not sure. And then Denver down at the bottom. Down at the bottom. Okay. Well, that—that um, that concludes AFC West, um, and that take us right in. I would say that was that was pretty solid. We we. We weren't going to fuck that up. It's really easy when you have a team like the Chiefs in a division and to be able to say they're going to win that division. Now, classic me, the the uh, optimist, thinking that the Raiders could, could nab a wild card spot. But in classic Raider fashion, they went ahead and choked at the end of the season, much like they did in 2019. So that's the Raiders I know. Um, and then the Chargers rounding out uh, third with Denver at the bottom. So we actually nailed that one, but like I said, pretty easy to do that. So I think next uh, we talk about the AFC South, and I think we might have nailed that one too. Let's take a listen. Yeah, I think it's going to be Texans again with the Jaguars aren't going to do anything. They're going to be figuring out their quarterback situation. That's going to be rough. And the Colts may – the Colts are the dark horse. They could may, go either way. They could go either way. They could go as far as fighting for the division title to me. With the Titans in there. With with the Titans, uh, maybe. It it all depends. It all depends. Like, will Tannehill regress? Will Tannehill regress? Will Rivers work in their scheme? I, I think the only one that is really... Ironclad is the Houston. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I can, I can agree with you there. I think the second and third place in that division is... And a toss-up between Indianapolis and Tennessee. Okay, uh, you were segueing Philip Rivers. Well, Jesus, I guess we just both suck because we said the words ironclad and Texans in the same sentence. And as we saw, the Texans did not win the division, and we sold Tennessee short that time. Now, Ed all season was saying that Indianapolis was a dark horse, and that proved to be the case. They didn't win the division, but they did get a wild-card spot. And make the playoffs. I think it's safe to say that the Philip Rivers experiment in Indianapolis 
uh, wasn't quite a failure, but not a huge success either. He kind of managed to get by. I mean, dude's got a noodle arm now, you know, playing in however many seasons he's been playing. But they made the playoffs, and we were right about Jacksonville. Uh, no surprises there. They actually get the number one pick in next year's draft, so good for them. Sorry for you, Trevor Lawrence, but probably better than the Jets. I'll also have to call us both out for the disrespect we threw Mike Vrabel's way, uh, not giving Tennessee the benefit of the doubt. Seeing what they did last year in the playoffs against Baltimore, we didn't even talk about them possibly winning this division. We were all in on the Texans. So (laughs) apologies to Tennessee. They won the division, and we were wrong about it. So trucking right along here in our prediction game, Uh, We're going to talk next about the AFC North. Now, I have a feeling here that a lot of us kind of couldn't agree on how that one was going to shake up because we knew it was going to be a great division. We also had a guest on for that episode, so bear with us here as we make predictions. And I feel like towards the end of the season, it it really was kind of a question of how this division was going to finish because it came down to the wire in 2020. Well, okay, so let's do this. Um... Who has the division play out? Starting from the bottom. This, this is the bottom. honestly Bengals are on the bottom? This is tough. Bengals are on the bottom. That's Bengals. just, just <laughs> got, what, year two head coach, year, year one, one quarterback. quarterback. Um, you're, you're basically New start, starting over yeah. almost. So, okay, we can agree on Bengals. Uh, I'm going Browns, third. That's fair. Any, uh, any... Eddie no, no, no. That's that's fair. I'm just thinking about. I think it's safe to say about the, the bottom two, two teams. Well, I I know where I'm placing the next two, but I'm also the eternal optimist no. as far as my team goes. Yeah, I don't. I here. don't. I don't know if the Steelers or the Browns are going to be three. That's that's where I'm at. I'm not sure if. Oh, so the you're Browns, you're down there in the third spot. Yes, yes. I'm so not, you think the Browns could beat the Steelers? I, I think they could. I'm not sure if no. they could put it together. Any given Sunday, I could say they could any day. All exactly. Day. But I also, I, I mean, the Steelers know the Browns. They, and we they have do. their number as far as a number. Like I think last year, them beating us with the helmets of the head of Rudolph Mason <laughs> was like the first time they beat us in like three years. It it had been a while. Yeah, it had been a while. We we know the team. Yes, there's the the new head coach, and yeah, they've got a nice roster. Which their defense has been the the bright spot, I would say, with that particular team too. It's a very defense minded division. Yeah, yeah. It, it. I mean, it has been for a while, a long, a long, long time. time. Number one draft picks constantly going defensive wise for yeah. each all those teams. So I just I'm I'm not sure about. So if, I mean, if the Browns can put it together. I, I think they have a shot to make it close between the top three, between Baltimore, uh, Pittsburgh, and Cleveland. So your two like, and three I, is fluid. It's it, fluid with Pittsburgh and the Browns. Because yeah. I'm taking honest, honest, take Honestly, two and three is fluid, and one and two is fluid. Because I, I think that maybe the Browns could be number two, but they're, they can't be they're number capped one. at number two. <laughs> they're capped at number, they're two. capped at number two. They could be two. Baltimore. Baltimore, they can't be number one, but Baltimore could be one or two with Pittsburgh. That's that's how the trade goes for. This one is going to be a fun division to watch too. Exactly. That that's what I'm saying. It's it's going to be well, especially wait, wait for the fans to come back, which they, I I can almost guarantee myself. Uh, a lot of people are talking about whether or not the season's going to happen. I promise you, the season will happen, and I promise you, we're going to have fans. Okay, that's where I'm at with this whole thing. And as soon as fans start coming into some of these home 
team, team games, it's going to be a complete game changer because some of these teams thrive off of that. They're going to feel like it's the game again, you know? Yeah. Like, as far as the basketball thing goes, how much how much do you think has been driven off of not having those fans there? Yeah. You're missing an aspect of it, even with, with fake crowd noise pumped in. It's, 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 home court advantage cannot be understated. The same, obviously, in football, as it can be said. But I can definitely see an effect in the NBA for sure without the fans, but... Um, even more so probably in the NFL. And you got to think some of these fans, like they're going to be people fighting once they say, all right, we're going to let 20,000 fans in. Yeah. They're going to be people fighting to get in. Yeah. Okay, so... And the tailgates and the outside of the stadium, too, is probably going to be insane. And they say no tailgates, and they say they're going to close parking lots. I promise you people will find a place to go. So, so what are you guys saying? Like, what's your complete AFC North list, then, from bottom to top? Baltimore, oh, Pittsburgh, Browns, Bengals. Bungles. Bungles. Pittsburgh, Ravens, Browns, Bengals. Ravens, Browns, Pittsburgh, Bungles. Bungles. <laughs> okay, so I'll say this. We all agreed that the Bengals were going to finish at the bottom. We were so right. I mean, my goodness, you should just hire me to go ahead and make your bets for you because apparently I, I know a lot and so does... Ed and our guest that day, Tony, we all knew. Just kidding, don't don't ask me for advice on your bets. I, that, that was a gimme. Much like Kansas City winning the AFC West, the Bengals obviously were going to finish at the bottom of that stacked division. Now, one thing I was right about coming into this was it was going to be a competitive division. We all agree with that. Ed's 1-2 and 2-3 two and two and were fluid. The only person to nail this prediction was our guest at the time, Tony, right, who... I would say only was correct because he has a bias because he's a Steeler fan. So yes, he said Steelers, Ravens, Browns. And that ended up being the case. Now, the Ravens and the Browns finished the same record 11-5, and but Baltimore wins that tiebreaker. So I think I had put Baltimore at top, Pittsburgh and Cleveland. So not too far off, and Ed the same. Now, I'm not going to fault this too much for being wrong on this one because, like I had said... This division came down to the wire. I mean, there was a chance that Cleveland could have taken the division um, because of an unfortunate uh, Pittsburgh slippage at the end of the season. Baltimore got hot at the end of the season and made a surge to get uh, kind of back into the playoffs. So I wasn't disappointed with what we saw, I think, in in that clip. I I stayed how excited I was to watch the division because I knew it was going to be intense. So that was a lot of fun. I'm not super upset that I... Predicted incorrectly, but let's move on. I think next week we discuss the AFC East, which uh, also was an interesting division to watch this year. At least a team right now. Yeah, this is where we all agree the bottom two. Bottom, I yeah. think what's going to be interesting now when we talk about who are who we think is going to win the division, who we think is going to maybe possibly have a wild. I think there's two playoff teams in this division. Right. I think absolutely they could be two. Play- they could yeah. be two playoff teams. Yeah. Wait, don't we have an expanded playoffs this year, too? We're, we went from uh, six in each conference, well, right? It's like there's going to be two wild, two cards, wild three, cards. There's three wild cards. Yeah. Did, did, did that get passed? Yeah. That's it this did. year. So I thought that was the We could absolutely year. have... Um, two playoff teams yeah. in that division. I, yeah, I have the Patriots being number two in that division, mm-hmm. and then the Bills taking it. But really, with like probably really close, like... 
10 and 6, 9 and 7. Like, it's going to be close. It's going to come down to... So I you don't mean, think they're going to have one of those dominant records, either team? Either team, no. no it's gonna they're they're going to be battling throughout that whole division. Yeah. And they're going to have a, they're going to put a game at the like the last three games of the season where it's going to be Patriots-Bills, like that division game that's always at the end of the season. And that's going to decide who's going to win that division right, right. there. Yeah, they, yeah, they're a second. Week 16 is when they play... The Patriots. It is nice so that that's going to be one of the things that it is nice that the it, you don't have guarantee New England to win the uh, division anymore. It's going to be more of a battle, right. and they might come out a little bit more beat up than they normally would. Yeah, you know? I think this is the year the Bills take advantage. Like, find like there's a it's like not so much that there's a vulnerability with the Patriots now, but they're kind of wounded a little bit. A they little bit. They are absolutely wounded. A little bit of wounded. I I think the the way that they do that is if Cam doesn't work at all. I think if Cam even plays mediocre, that they have an edge over the Bills. I think they absolutely have that edge. I I think that uh, Josh Allen, because he has the ability to run, he's a massive human being, and he can throw the ball through a brick wall. I mean, I think he's got all the skill sets to get where Cam is, but with Cam having that, being that veteran and being in the league for, this is what, his 10th year? Yeah, I think something like that. Yeah. Eleventh. I yeah. think I think that the I still give the Pats the edge with the coaching, even though even though Sean McDermott has turned the Bills completely around. It really has. Um, I, I just watching them play last season. It reminded me of like a, an older brand of football that like we don't see anymore. It was That's different. Like watching them. It was different. Nothing was flashy. They were just going yeah. like nose down, just playing football. And they got a nice little uh, running back situation there with uh, what is his name Singletary. True. Uh, Singletary, yeah. It is. It is Singletary. Singletary. Okay, cool. Yeah. Oh, so and they got uh, Diggs in there. They got Diggs as wide receiver now. They had a nice yeah. trade with uh, uh, the Vikings. And like I said, I, the Bills are a nicely set up team. And I'm pretty sure they didn't have a whole lot of guys sit out for COVID. No. Uh, they're going to be exciting to watch. That's, I mean, that's yeah. that's what's great about this is we can speculate and say this all day, but it's going to be fucking exciting to watch. Yeah. Like, I think the East is actually going to be exciting. Yeah. Yes. The yeah. East will be exciting. It's not going to be dominated. It'll by be competitive. It's, right. Yeah, it's not going to be as just clear-cut. It's, it's not quite wide open right. as some other divisions. Right. But. Speaking of clear-cut, is that anything but what the AFC North is going to be this year? I don't think it's... All right, so I've been talking about disrespect the last couple of segments, and I think in that segment we definitely disrespected the Miami Dolphins, and I think we mentioned them as even being in the competition. Now, as you know... The division wasn't as much of a dogfight as we were discussing it to be. Um, the Bills kind of just took that pretty early on. Finished the season 13-3 and with the number two seed going into the playoffs. Josh Allen was a beast. He was exciting to watch, and he refined his accuracy. He became, in my opinion, an MVP candidate. Now, is he going to win that? Absolutely not. It's going to be Aaron Rodgers probably. Uh, as I record this, we don't know yet. So... Too much respect actually given to the Patriots as well. I mean, we thought they were going to be fighting, but Cam did not perform well. The Patriots ended up being pretty terrible. I want to say their record was something like seven and nine, which doesn't seem that bad. But if you just saw some of the, if you watched any of the games where they lost, it just didn't look good. They weren't close. They just were playing really bad. So, uh, and the Jets, uh, I think we knew that they weren't going to do well either. And they ended up finishing at the bottom of the division. So not as much of a competition so much, like I said, because of the Bills. Patriots kind of surprised us all, and so did the Dolphins. So Dolphins are going to be a team to watch in that division as well. So Bills, congratulations this year. 
So I think next we're going to go ahead and move on to the NFC South. So let's, let's hear what we had to say about the NFC South. So I definitely want to keep an eye on this division this season. Um, absolutely, especially with the, with the experiment that's happening in Tampa Bay. That's going to be a fascinating watch. Yeah. Any uh, any final comments? Any last uh, thoughts? Not quite. Uh, really just, we'll see if the Panthers can put it together. Right. And we'll see how well the Bucks are. We'll see how successful they are. Because they're going to be successful. Right. They're going to be successful. So we'll see how successful they are. And I don't want to... I'm, I'm going to put them at 10 wins. I, yeah, I know, right? But still, New Orleans is winning it. Okay. So, all right. Um... I don't want to discredit the Falcons. I don't want to disrespect them. Like I, I do respect Matt Ryan, and uh, but yeah, I mean, I said what I said. That, that's how I see it going down. But that doesn't mean I don't respect Matt Ryan and, and the Falcon organization. So near the end there, um, another unorthodox kind of way to label our division standings because, like I said, this is very early on in the podcast. Um, I was referring to earlier in the episode when I had predicted that the Falcons would finish at the bottom of the division. So. Thank you. I'll take that. Uh, called that from a mile, although I may sound bitter. Uh, I am, because the Falcons did beat the Raiders this year. Other than that, uh, we both agreed that New Orleans was going to take the division, and they, in fact, did. I think Ed there also said that he predicted Tampa Bay to win 10 games. They won 11, so very close there. Good job, Ed. And then Carolina, I think we just kind of threw on the wayside. Rightfully so. They didn't have a great season, but at the same time, um, they have a lot of talent there, and I think they're heading in the right direction. That having been said, I think the next division we have predictions about is the NFC North, which I am pretty sure, without having looked already, we both predicted Green Bay to come out of there. Surprise, surprise. Let's see how it went. Well, I guess who I'm, I'll go with who I think will be at the bottom of the standings after this year. I think it will be the Bears. You think it'll be the Bears? I think the Bears will be the last in the NFC North. That's a hot take. That's a... It, but is it? It is. You called it a hot take when I told you the Rams were going to be last place in the NFC West. Yeah, but the Rams are way better than the Bears. There's a division... This division here has the Lions in it. Yes, I know. But Matt Stafford is actually going to be playing now. They were 0-8 last year without him. That's fair. People forget. Like, looking at, like, their record last year, you can sit there and be like, yeah, classic Lions, but really, no. Like, the Lions, and because Matt Stafford's great. The sad thing is that as long as he's been the quarterback and he's been really good, they've been in a a mediocre, they've been the, the center of mediocrity. It, that that is true. And They've gotten screwed by a couple. Well, a couple calls specifically last year. They got screwed. That that game against the Packers. They they led for sixty out of sixty minutes. Yeah, and lost the game. And lost the game. That is one of the <laughs> wildest stats I've ever read. That is nuts. And so you just sit here and you say, how could you have someone like Matt Stafford who is really good? He and, Matt Stafford but, threw for five thousand yards one year. Yeah. I think this was twenty fourteen. He threw for five thousand yards. Yeah. No, he's good. I think there's no doubt. I think we can both agree that Matt Stafford is not the problem in Detroit. The problem is, like you said, without him, they went 0-8 last season. Yeah. So, but, you know, with him, that's an 8-8 eight eight season if, if they don't lose the games that he did play, which were games like the Green Bay one where they led for 60 minutes and then lost. Correct. Because Galladay, that receiver on there is, he he was leading, he might have been leading the league 
at some point in touchdowns last year, but he was getting he was getting thrown to. He was getting some good yeah. looks. Yes. I mean, it's it was really hard to kind of fill the void when Megatron retired. Yeah. I feel like, but with a quarterback like Matt Stafford, like everyone was like, "Oh, damn, that sucks." They're gonna, you know, they're gonna suck, which they they kind of do already. But Matt Stafford didn't suffer. So what you heard there really wasn't like a rundown of the division because I I couldn't quite find one in that episode. But it, I think it goes without saying that we both predicted Green Bay was gonna pull that one out. Now, what I why I pulled this clip is because Ed had predicted that the Bears were going to finish last, which we know that they did not they in fact made the playoffs the lions finished at the bottom i think i bring that up right after he says that and if if you've been a fan of the podcast and you've been listening to all of our nfl episodes during the season you know that ed has like a secret burning passion for the fucking vikings and he had put them at number two so i just want to take this opportunity um, to have a moment of silence for the Vikings because Ed wanted them to make it so badly, had faith in Kirk Cousins, and they just kind of, you know, Kirk Cousins, he Kirk cousined. So, moment of silence. All right, I don't want to draw that out too long, but you get the point. But that having been said, um, like I said, another easy division to kind of call because of a guy named Aaron Rodgers. But the 2-3-4 uh, there, um, well, I would say just 2-3. and three. Right, Bears, Vikings, hard to decide where they were going to go. Lions are going to lion, and they're going to finish at the bottom of the division. Matt Stafford is great. I almost want to use the term was. He's getting a little up there. We'll see what the Lions do next season. Um, you're looking for a new coach probably. So, yeah, that, that that's the end of uh, <laughs> critiquing our, our predictions of that division. I think next up we have the NFC West. Do you like it? It's a good move. Okay, it's a good move. All right, uh, my just before we end this, from the bottom to the top, my hot take: Rams, Arizona, 49ers. 49ers, okay. Seahawks, okay. And that's not just to appease you, because I don't give a shit. <laughs> do you? Would you got? Do you agree? Disagree? Oh man, I guess I'd have to go through the specific schedules, but I think. Oh man, I would actually do a completely different. Um, I'm still. I'm gonna say Arizona is still last. Okay. But doing better. Right. I'm. I'm gonna say that there is a more clear cut division winner this year instead of just by two games. Might be maybe even three. But I'm saying the Cardinals and then the Rams and then the Seahawks and then the 49ers. Good. I'm so glad we literally, disagree. literally, glad. what happened this year? Will happen again, again, and we'll see what the Seahawks can do in those one-score games. Hopefully, we'll have less of them. All right, very good, very good. I, I liked that. I enjoyed that. That uh, concludes. All right, and I think it goes without saying that we were uh, both very mistaken. Can't can't uh, foresee injuries happening, and that's what happened in San Francisco this year. They were ravaged by injuries, so they actually finished at the bottom of the division. Now. I mean, I think Ed had them at the top. I had them in second. I actually had the Rams at the bottom. And, like, go fuck me because they went ahead and finished second and made it to the playoffs. Seahawks took the division. And, uh, again, I was wrong about the Cardinals. The Cardinals, I thought, were going to take a big leap forward. They, as a matter of fact, just kind of were the same team they were last year. 
So, I mean, a, a lot there that, that we fucked up on. Um, I don't think either of us knew what the hell we were talking about. And that just is how sports goes sometimes. So the beauty of it is that I'm, I'm, I'm humble. So that, that's, that's why I can do an episode like this, where I can bring back all the stupid shit I said and talk shit about myself because I said it. So, yeah, there's that. And that concludes the revisit to our predictions from before the season. Now, it's not as bad as I thought it was going to be coming into this, although there was some bad moments, but nothing too egregious. That having been said, thanks for listening to us be wrong <laughs> again. You might have thought we were wrong when we made the initial predictions, but now it's uh, it's right there for you to go ahead and uh, make fun of us or tell us we're stupid or tell us we don't know what we're talking about. Uh, I have made this episode for the haters. Now, I couldn't tell you when we'll be back. Like I said, um, pandemic raging, so we're taking a pause. Um, we're going to try to give you at least some kind of a bonus episode like this in the meantime, so stand by for that. But hey, as always, I'm Chris, missing my co-host Ed, and this has been kind of Almost Agreeable. Thank you for listening to another episode of Almost Agreeable. You can catch new episodes every Wednesday and Friday. If you enjoyed the podcast, please like, rate, and subscribe. And don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Almost Agreeable.